Howdy. Jess just got back from Texas, so we're going to talk like this today. Uh, we don't need to do that, though. A 49. And... I don't know what they say. Peas <laughs> in a can pie. I had that. Peas in a can pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's still only, you almost, still only know Texas from Spongebob, despite being there for a week and change. <laughs> I know. Is that even a real thing, or is that just a Spongebob thing? Peas, in a, peas in a can pie is definitely not a real thing, especially not like <laughs> if you put the can in the pie. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> Uh, cornbread is a real thing. Barbecue is a real thing. Yeah. Tonight, we are talking champions. We're talking champions. The 2023, uh, it was in theaters briefly, but it's on Peacock now, streaming film. Champions. Did you guys heard about this at all? I kind of, kind of, we were just kind of scrambling around. August is a lighter theater month, lighter new releases, and uh, so just catching up on some earlier in the year movies that uh, I, I had heard of, but but not uh, we didn't have time for. So anything yeah. on Champions? No. Uh, <laughs> Jess is a nada. I saw it come across my you might want to watch this screen. Um, and I figured I was going to have to watch it because it's a sports movie and Padre. So uh, I see. Not for the show. Yeah. Just for general like. Your, your no, marriage. and he had already seen it. We sat down to watch it, and he's like, oh, "I already saw it on the airplane." Oh, so. this I could see this being a, a good airplane movie. Uh, Champions: A former minor league basketball coach receives a court order to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities. Despite his doubts, he soon realizes that together they can go further <laughs> than they ever imagined. This has a 59% with the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and a 95% with the audience, with a 6.7% on IMDb and uh, other middle high four scores out of five, uh, you know, sixes and fives out of ten. So uh, middle, middling with the critics, higher with the audience. That's kind of the consensus. This is directed by Bobby Farley of the Farley Brothers. So that's like the Dumb and Dumber comedies. Uh, is it Farley? Oh, did I say Farley? I meant Farley. Apologies, Mr. Mr. Farley. Uh, Yeah, and people probably know his brother, the more famous of the two. He did Green Book most, like, oh, I think that was Mm -hmm. our first review of the the whole show. Yeah. Five years ago. Started it all. There you go. So so his brother made this, and uh, it's it's the first one he's directed by himself. They're usually a team of writer, director, producer, but this is the first purely Bobby movie. Uh, and yeah, hmm. Woody Harrelson, a cast of IDD actors, a few other TV people you might recognize. And if you haven't seen Champions, as I said, it is on Peacock. So go check it out before they raise their prices again. I mean, we're going to have to start cutting. Yeah, they these... just did. They just did. We're going to have to start cutting streaming services. We were going to do something different, but then Netflix was like, hey, you can't watch all of our movies if you don't have all our, our advanced plan. And so we're going to have to... I, they don't even put that in the fine print. Like, they just had the mm-hmm. list of tiers, but they didn't say, like, you couldn't watch all movies in each different tier. Netflix I don't even know about this. They're telling, they're telling us that you can't watch certain things if you don't, don't have, have the, right like, the premium. Yeah. Really? It's something to do with their, with their, like, they're saying it's, like, the rights, like, they can't play it here without charging. But, like, yeah, exactly, yeah, you could have worked around that before, or, like, I don't know, there was, there was, there's options, but, um, anyway, it's, uh, it's, it's not on Netflix, it's on, it's on Peacock, the also more (laughs) expensive one. So, uh, Champions, Peacock, spoilers now. Marcus Marakovich is a hot-tempered, uh, but skilled assistant coach for a minor league team in Iowa, 
uh, and that's obviously our Woody Harrelson character. Uh, he gets temper, he gets fired, he gets drunk, he gets in a car accident. Uh, and so he is uh, faced with either jail time or coaching, uh, doing volunteering for like a rec center for intellectual disability a uh, group of individuals, and so he's like, at first, he's like, I can't, I gotta go and do my coaching, I gotta travel around and try to get back in the NBA, and they're like, no, you can't, because you'll go to jail, so you have 90 days, and you gotta go teach these uh, these people. So he goes and meets them, and, uh, you know, it's the classic crusty old guy, learns to learns to make, make friends and open his heart. <laughs> and uh <laughs> warm up you know there's uh there's some other side character people we can talk about played by character actors you'd recognize but uh it's a sports underdog sports movie about a curmudgeon who has to learn to love the i don't know bad news bears type of thing so mama k kick us off what'd you think of champions well it's like curmudgeon light yes yeah, curmudgeon right? light I, I will say yeah he's, he, he's... He, he he turns it around pretty quick yeah. I mean, all the stuff, this is all, this is pretty formulaic in, in a movie kind of thing. Um, and I'm always like nonplussed by judges who are like, I'm not going to send you to jail, but I'm going to send you to, you know, work with these either development, developmentally challenged people, or you're going to go work with people from, you know, like the kids that are possibly going to go to prison in the future. Why, why is that an okay, like, switch from prison like let's go send He's you serving with these the community serving the community but is it you know you're taking somebody who's problematic and you're putting them in a situation i would think that you would want people that are not problematic coaching these 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 uh these adults like i it's i that's not a big problem for the movie but it's a problem for the whole formula for me like i hate that's kind of like Okay. I mean, they do that all the time. I get what you're saying, but like, that's a that's a trope. Like, you are reckless and you don't know what you're doing, and uh, I could send you to jail right now. Right. Or there's a community service with these misfits, and you can go lead them for 90 days and learn something. Like, that's that's kind of what uh, not even sports movies. Role models does that. Like, they all do that. You know. I know. I know. I'm just saying that that's like. Can we can we acknowledge that in real life this is a super bad idea? So sure, yeah. Um, in real life, this probably wouldn't work out the way it worked out. <laughs> no, no, not <laughs> at all. Not. And, no. and maybe it would. With I mean, Woody Allen's character, Woody Allen. Woody wow. Allen. Wow. <laughs> wow. Where did I go there? Woody Harrelson. Shit. Uh, criminals on your back. Um, yeah. Uh, Woody Harrelson's character is. I mean, he's a little curmudgeonly, but not really. And I think he really he transitions into a coach for these uh, these adults really quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I I like the variety of characters. I, I think it's great that they, um, you know, part of the whole premise of the movie is that they needed to hire um, developmentally challenged actors to play the same, to play those roles. And I think it was, I think it was great because it shows them as a, as they are. They're not one dimensional. They're not all one thing. Each character is really different from one another. Um, and though we don't get to, you know, explore all of them equally, I think it's a really, you know, I, it's, of course, you're going to say this, it's a heartwarming movie. So uh, I'm going to start off with that, that that's where I'm at with it. All right. Flawed, but heartwarming. Jess? I don't think I've watched a movie that's so predictable in such a long time. <laughs> like, I think within 
the first 10 minutes, I was like, I know exactly what's going to happen, exactly where this is going. Yeah. And it was exactly right. Like, <laughs> it was sometimes even painful because it was like, this is a movie everyone's seen like 300 times. I don't want to see it again. This is so unoriginal. I think we're we're done with this. And let's get a little bit more creative. Mm. But the characters didn't didn't pull you in at all. I, I I liked that's probably the best part is like you said like those um intellectually disabled um actors did such a good job that was that was the best part and I agree it was heartwarming but I think they could have had some sort of twist or something just not painfully as cookie cutter as this is. Yeah, yeah I did predict to end at the very beginning. So I, the, yeah. like, like the I, end I, end I honestly, with the, the the rim shot and all. Yes. Yeah, like he came across like right. He had this first conflict as the coach being like, "You don't listen to people and what they really want or <laughs> what's going on in their lives." So okay, now you know his next assignment. He's gonna get a little soft and he's gonna yeah. get attached. And mm-hmm. then they're gonna all they're, they're gonna make the finals. They're not gonna win, but it, it's still gonna be like a really good. Feel, feel good, good moment, experience. and then he's yeah. going to stay there. And I call that exactly from like the first yeah. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. This is exactly what's going to happen in this movie, and it did. That's a good point. And it is, uh, I'll, I'll start with like, it is, it's slightly over two hours, which for a movie that we just that's described, like you would be, you'd be like, uh, well, that's that, a, yes. You'd be like, this hour be 40 minutes, an right? An easy 90 minute movie. Like, it didn't, yeah. this did not have to be two hours. Yeah, so it's we're we're a little stretched there, and so like, what is this? Fifty nine critics, ninety five audience. That's that seems about right to me. That's like when yeah. I was watching, I was, I was like, this seemed that all checks out. Like this is the when we're talking physical like structure of a movie, it's just hanging on. It's just enough. It's just enough to get by. It's just enough to believe and and drag and or not drag. Um, <sighs> What's a what's a what's a more kind word? Because I I I want to say like I wasn't like miserable or upset watching this, mm-hmm. and like the jokes are not like haha like falling on the ground funny. It's more like just like heartwarmingly amusing when like the the IDD troop do like their little antics, and then Woody Harrelson has like a quip or a, a smirk or a remark. Like that's pretty much the fun, and that's mm-hmm. moderately this is, fun. This is literally a Disney Channel original movie. Like, this is what this is, exactly. This should have been on Disney+. Plus. By a Farrelly brother. Yeah, that that actually kind of makes sense, though. Like, if you think of, like, those earlier Farrelly Brothers comedies, like, where his brother Peter is making Green Book, and and he just made um, World's Greatest Beer Run, I think is what it's called. I saw it with uh, Zac Efron in, uh, I think, last year. And it's mm-hmm. uh, it's another like it's another like Green Book where it's like it's a little comedy, but it's like supposed to be a heartwarming like drama with like real world stuff in it. And so like that's his direction. And then I look at it, this movie and like this is much more like all of their earlier Dumb and Dumber kind of movies, except a little sweeter. Like it's just a little more like I don't know, nice, mean spirited. Like we talked about character wise, Woody Harrelson, Curmudgeon Light is the exact way to put. Like I, I, when we meet him originally, I'm like. <laughs> He's not even like a real person. He's like, like, like he's. T- they're telling me he's mean and curmudgeonly, and they're telling me he has this temper. But he's but like, not. But he's really not. Like, yeah, he has. No. He pushed the guy, and like he got mad, and he went to the locker room. But like, it's so very light. And when he gets drunk at the bar and gets in a car accident, he's not like crazy. He's just like very like a guy and like oh right. whoops like it's not very it's not made to, it's not like um it's not like uh what's his name in bad news bears uh walter matthau or it's oh, not walter like, matthau yeah no. yeah or it's not like um 
or Billy Bob Thornton or what's another like you know you know like he's not so like drunk and like Ugh, I'm disgusting and like oh, I'm such a piece of shit and like uh like that and then and then you watch him interact with the IDD kids and then he's like a bad influence on them. He pretty much just becomes a good guy within the first couple scenes of meeting them. Right. Like he meets them, the one guy doesn't want anything to do with him, Darius, and we learn why. Um and then That's like a good he just little ca- twist in the storyline, I think. Yeah, actually, that, that ad- if we're going to talk about things that like add a little bit, that and, like, adds a little bit to it. Yeah, fully predictable. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that piece coming. I didn't. I didn't think about it too much. I'm like, oh, why doesn't Darius want to play for him? Like, I'm sure there's a good reason, but I didn't. I didn't get there before the movie got there. So that's that's nice. I got there once they found out that he was um, in a car accident. As soon as they said he was in a car accident, I'm like, that's oh. what I. F- was- oh yeah, yeah but like that's. Yeah. That's when you're Drunk supposed driver. to figure it out. I would say. I right. would say if you didn't know till then, it's a good little oh, right. like and that's you know. You yeah. guys really called the rimshot ending. The rimshot ending. Co- oh like, my I did god! Not... Yes. I, yes. I I I th- like when I after it happened, I was like, oh, that's perfect. But like, I, I no, I didn't I didn't think about it. I didn't think I I, I thought so little about the f- actual games in this because that's l- so not what it's about at all. Like in this, they're becoming champions and they go to Winnipeg for a championship. And I'm like, are they good at all? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm barely watching the basketball in this movie. <laughs> no, they're not good. <laughs> that's why they need a coach. I know, but like uh, uh, they're all playing, they're all IDD individuals playing. So like, but like, still, like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, like the the sport, like the whole, like, oh, we're actually getting better, and we're getting, like, are they? I don't know. I just, I, we're not watching a lot of basketball. We're watching more like talking to Caitlin Olsen in a van. The part that was so stupid to me was how they got the money to fund the Canada trip. They could have like, cut that scene out. Pretend- I don't. That's part of the I two hours that, that he need. was. I thought that he was going to organize a fundraiser or something. Like, that's what I thought he was going to do to get the money. But the fact that they pretend to be cops and interrogate that guy to cop up money so he wouldn't get in trouble, that, that was stupid. It's it's a scene like that where, like, it doesn't add anything. It's not really funny. So why is it in here at all? Like, we couldn't... Well, they had uh, we to find a way to get money. That's why. I know, but we added that obstacle. We didn't need to add that obstacle. We could have not had that be an obstacle and just had the obstacle be beating the big scary team like we didn't need the additional obstacle of oh we can't get there and we can't beat the like we already couldn't get there earlier in the movie when the bus uh when they got kicked off the bus another moment where right. you're like really I you're agree. gonna kick off all the idd individuals and their coach off a bus in the middle of like no even if they're annoying and rambunctious you're not gonna kick off a bunch of disabled people in the middle of the road like i don't know that seems wild. with nothing yeah, I mean, and if you wanted to stick on like the stereotypical predictable theme, he could have raised a fundraiser and had another feel good moment. So that's I true. I, yeah. I that, but like I I felt good enough. Like that's the thing. It's like what we're watching this, and it's kind of like yeah, it's fine, whatever. Kind of lazy. Yeah, you know, I complain about my lazy comedies, but there, this at least feels like uh, it's it's the giving a shit. Like it's maybe it's just the friends. I love the friends, the team. They're just yeah. like they're all they're all very unique and fleshed out and real feeling people, and so. Because because of that, I think that keeps a lot of the staleness from going away. Like if they were just if this was like underprivileged youth basketball and they were just like middle schoolers and like we had to do like the different middle school kids, I'd be fine. But maybe a little more boring. I like that they're the IDD individuals because they're so distinct and different from each other as well that it makes for a lot more sandbox playground fun throwing back that's the only thing that sets this movie apart from any of the other ones honestly because it could you know it could fall into the other trope really easily and by having these other characters that were allowed to explore 
um, you know, they're fully fleshed out characters as opposed to, you know, what people think of as sometimes a one dimensional kind of situation. That's what makes it. Do, it, do we have a favorite of the friends? I think Constantino is my favorite. Ooh. Oh, yeah, definitely the girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, see, the thing is, is, there's things that fall apart in the storyline here. Like, we have to get her. She's great. And it's like, okay, then she doesn't play until like three quarters of the way into the movie. Like, she doesn't even, or three quarters of the way that she's there. She's just sitting on the bench the whole time, kind of, you know, bossing the other kids around, the other adults around. It's like, yeah. I think they just like her because they like her attitude. Yeah, they just know, like her spunky like, attitude. Like her Who cares if she. Yeah, they have no idea if she's actually good. They thought the one guy who <laughs> That's the thing, it's like they're they're I love I love their view of of uh of like what winning is because at like, you know, we're we're just kinda jumping around. When when the end happens and the rim shot happens, like they're celebrating like they won because he never he never even hits the rim before. He he, right. he always completely misses. So like just doing that is like, Oh yeah, that's amazing. Like I I love that. I love that I love like the like, the actual score of the game, like that literally doesn't matter at all. Like it's the it's actually doing like, oh, you achieved the thing you couldn't do before. I like that. Right. I feel like that's totally true to life. If you've ever like seen any special Olympics experience or anything like that and you know, the athletes will be in first and running and literally stop racing to help somebody else you know, cross the finish line, maybe even to their detriment before them. You know what I mean? So this is very true to the community. And that's the, I, I really, I, I think that they did a really good job with that. And then having that ending where, you know, they're absolute winners. I wish Woody Harrelson would have embraced it a little earlier than he did. I kind of felt like, don't you think when, cause he's like, we didn't win where, you know, we, we lost or whatever. And then they're like, no, we, we did because we're champions. You told us before. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, it all checks out for me in that like yeah. Woody Harrelson is written. Not great. Like he not, not great. Isn't like, he's a bad guy. Not great. Isn't he's an inconsistent character. Like he's not, he's prickly when he needs to be prickly, but he's not really that prickly. And he's, and he, he cares about people, but he doesn't really like, I don't know. Like we have to believe yeah. that like he went his whole career being prickly and never learning anybody's thing. But he's so like within the first, maybe two scenes of meeting the IDD people, like he, he, he's ready. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like one over and like, so, so quickly he becomes their friend. And then that's within the first half hour of the movie. And it's a two hour movie. So there's not a lot of struggle of like, I, I want to go back to the NBA. I, I like, I deserve to like, they have like, that's much more background. And like, that's not really like the point. It's kind of what, if in this formula, you would think that would be more the point is curmudgeonly guy wants to go and I got to go do my job. I got to go get my big career back. I don't care about all these little details and players and I, I got to get the game. And yeah. When are my 90 the, days up? Yeah. Oh, but it was the people all along. Like, that's obvious, but like we, sh- it should take us a while to get there. I feel like he realized that, realized that at like minute mm-hmm. 35 and then it's like, okay, we have an hour left, an hour and a half left. I guess he's just going to be the nice coach now. And like all the problems they run into are more like. Oh, like the guy kicked us off the bus, and oh, uh, uh, D from Always Sunny doesn't uh, has trust issues, so she doesn't want to date me. And Mark and her and her brother Johnny uh, doesn't like the boyfriends, or like doesn't gets too attached. Like, I, th- like that's not as interesting of a struggle as Woody Harrelson prickly. How do I reach these kids? Like that's better, but I don't know. Yeah. I thought I, what that was so uninteresting was his love conflict or his love interest. Yeah, I kind I, of agree. I, I don't like, think it's interesting. 
No, not at all. <laughs> I, f- I found her character fine. Like, she fits... Maybe it would have been more interesting if she was, like, the main character instead of Woody Harrelson. We followed the, the sister of someone with IDD, and she's at a- she's like a an actor at a thing. She's trying to get her... Because like, her life is just very sad, but she keeps her head, she her chin up, and I kind of like that. I think that would be a more interesting follow. Okay, so Woody Harrelson's doing this thing. How is he making any money to survive? But he's got this really sweet apartment. Uh, Kristen Olsen also is she does Shakespeare okay. after lunch for fifth graders or eighth graders or whatever. There's no money in that. So she they do this. She does bookkeeping on the side. OK, why did we have to explain that to her? But we don't have to explain anything about the fact that Woody Harrelson is not doing anything to make money during all of this time. And he's got this really great place and seems set up pretty fine. I mean, he's been a professional basketball coach before, so maybe I think it's... it's professional J-League, I mean... <laughs> well, it sounds, it sounds like he was an assistant in the NBA, and then he was a college coach, yeah, but and, then that's, come and then when he was a college coach, he got kicked to the International League, and then he got kicked out of the International... He's, he's been slowly falling down the ladder, basically, but, you know, you can still make money at, at all those places until you get to Des Moines, basically. I guess I just don't I don't believe that um, those people would save money to for a rainy day kind of thing. I just don't. But what's his cost? I mean, his, he lives in a I mean, it's a nice apartment in Des Moines and it's an empty apartment <laughs> and he's a 50 year old man. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, in you're, Des Moines. You're, you're talking like, like he that. lives in a, a palatial estate. Like he's just a mid 50s guy living in an apartment in Des Moines. It's not like. No, but you still have to have money to fancy. live for 90 days. I don't know. Maybe. I think he has enough money to live for 90 days. I think you I think you think about. I think you, how do you think regular people just survive? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they do. Well, they. I mean, they're they're alive. They have to. Be, they have to be doing something. <laughs> I know. Uh, That's always so, a part of my problem, though, with stuff is that they never show the background of why these people can live the way that they do. do make I just. Uh, I never was watching what House and been like, "Wow, what an unrealistically fancy life he's leading." <laughs> At no point did that cross my mind. I don't think I said fancy. I was just like living. Like, how is he living? Like, yeah. I I agree. Like, this should be he should be an apartment that's just totally like ru- not run down, but like eighty theme. No fancy countertops, like wooden cupboards, like just like your normal. I don't know Iowa apartment. <laughs> I didn't think of it at the time, but you're right. Like it's a little more bougie than what I was expecting. I guess it's uh, sure it's a nicer than you were expecting. I, I thought of it like you know he just showed up to the town and he just found the first place that he saw because he doesn't care about that stuff. He just he's just looking at his iPad, looking at the games. Like he doesn't he's not thinking about where he's living. He's he figures he's probably going to move out of there in a few months anyway because that's. His, I can you know, guarantee that's, we're that's the, the only job. review of this movie that's talked this much about Woody Harrelson's apartment. Probably. I mean, that's like that's like <laughs> the the classic uh, getting hung up on like the friend's apartment or whatever. Like, oh, how would they live in it? Like, really? That doesn't matter at all. Like, that's, that doesn't, just doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. That's too complex to get into. But it doesn't matter. It does not like that. None of that stuff. Like, it's just window dressing. It's a TV show. Like, this is this is a feel good whatever. Co- like, you're not gonna think about any of this stuff. I'm great. Wait, we didn't. Didn't we talk? Comedies. You asked the question about who our favorite friend was. I don't think either of us answered. Jess, do you have an answer? I think she said. I thought she said no. It was girl. also the girl. Yeah. Oh, you said it was the girl. I didn't answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I don't know that I have. Oh, I know the... who it is. I know it's the guy who talks all the time. 
Yeah, I was gonna say I like him too. The one on the bus who was like, I just love talking, you know. Like I just need to like, I'm like, oh, thank God you've come up here to, to like to, like this bus driver, terrible <laughs> conversationalist. <And she's> just... <laughs> Otherwise, I, I have like anxiety. The only way I can, it's I need to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, they all like, okay. they were all good. All of the IDD people like all felt like I don't know. They they all worked for me. I liked I liked all all those parts. And then you go to like like the uh the like the more stalwart old school actors like Cheech and Cheech Ernie Marin. Hudson. Yeah, yep. and they're just, you know, being 60-year-old, 70-year-old dudes sitting in chairs or whatever. I don't know. They're fine. Apparently Cheech Marin doesn't know anything about basketball or he could have taught them something. <laughs> what is he the manager of the rec center? Mm, I'm not really sure. I'm guessing. So yeah. he they they lose the game, but they win in spirit, and they're still champions because the guy hit the rim, and uh, <laughs> the friend the friends uh, are friends, and uh, Woody Harrelson decides not to take the third assistant role in the expansion team in Seattle or whatever. The it sounds like some crappy NBA. That was job a weird little. That was a weird yeah. little way that they put it, though. So he wouldn't take it. Like they only want him there to clear up because Seattle has some bad press right now so by bringing in the the guy who you know worked with uh, this group of people that it was going to help clean up their image i don't feel like that's very strong <laughs> well i say yeah that's, that yeah woody harrelson's the image cleaner i thought the whole point was that he's terrible <laughs> or like the worst but oh no right. now he's now he's mentoring idd kids and so he gets back we're gonna forget Center. that he had a drunk driving incident I, yeah, well, it's it's all it's all like very quickly glossed over. He becomes a friend. Friends, you think he's prickly, but he becomes friends immediately. Uh, you think he's a gross drunk and he's mean. Oh, but he's nice no. and uh, inspiration. All of a sudden, like this 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 turnaround, <laughs> this ninety day turnaround is quite the yeah. quite the story. Uh, so he takes a job at uh, Drake University, which is college there. I don't know middle middle sized college. So now he's decided, <laughs> and uh, his assistant, the guy whose uncle is a general manager in the NBA, he's gonna yeah. Take over one, wait, one thing I did not understand is his relationship with the assistant. Like the assistant just wanted to be his friend. Yeah, I didn't get that. I like, it was a weird choice, but it was um, it's, it's another <laughs> reflection of. He uses like Woody Harrelson. The point, I think, the part of the point of Woody Harrelson's character is like he uses people like for their skills in basketball, but he doesn't think about them as people. He doesn't connect right. with them on a. Human they say level. that in the very beginning, yes. And so when he's having his conversations with with uh, the, the the assistant Sonny, and Sonny's like, "Oh, my uncle's in a thing. Like he can get you a thing. Like, oh yeah, you can help me out and get my thing. Like yeah, yeah. And then we can hang out, right? And then later on, Woody Harrelson's like accusing him, like you're just using me to get your coaching career, and he's like, you're using me. You're using me." Mm-hmm. To, for my uncle in the NBA, and he's like, "Oh, I realize what a curmudgeon and not thinking about people I have been." But I thought, oh I thought Woody Harrelson already realized that three times earlier in the movie. <laughs> like, the whole, like I don't know. We're gonna solidify it yeah. with this one. Yeah, it's just, it's just like another like I'm just a weird little guy, and like I come from a rich family, but I just want to be friends with Woody Harrelson. Why won't he be friends with me? And Woody Harrelson's like, ah, well, fine, All right. I'll, I'll come around, and now you can coach. And then, oh, he's such a tough coach. Where'd you find this guy? And uh, I, I, fine, whatever, it's fine. It all, yeah, it all, it's all fine. So stupid. I don't know if I thought that's kind of silly. Uh, any other points here? I mean, there you go. It's a medium happy ending. It's 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 the predictable happy ending we thought. You know, everything just fun just music. Nice. Yeah, there's some fun music. It's good choices. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, so get back up again. Are we gonna recommend <laughs> Champions, Mama K? Mm. 
I'm going to recommend it. It's a little long and don't just, just look at it on the surface and enjoy, enjoy the story. That's, that's it. Go ahead. Give it a watch. Jess. Um, I'm going to say no, because you've literally seen this movie before 200 <laughs> times. So you, you don't need to see it again. But not with Cosentina. <laughs> Perhaps not. Uh, I'll I'll give a very soft recommend because this is the kind of if you this this is the kind of movie where, like if you told me I put it on the background while I was doing chores or I wanted an easy watch on a Friday night mm-hmm. and a comedy and like again those are not usually my genres but if you pick this I'd be like yeah this is acceptable this is you're not going to lose brain cells you're not supporting a horrible shill uh, you're you're you know this is moderately mildly safe entertain family entertainment and uh, in and good enough to hit three stars in my opinion so it's also fine, ernie but... hudson from ghostbusters so i thought he was dead so this is good for me you thought he was dead <laughs> i yeah i did i thought he was dead you didn't see the ghostbusters afterlife remember he shows up at the end you thought he died between i thought it was uh, yeah i thought it was after end. that yeah <laughs> you thought he, he was already in the afterlife huh? no he's not he is uh, he was already still... in the afterlife yeah, he's got a second career resurgence because he was in Five Minutes of Ghostbusters, and now he gets to do cameos in uh, Peacock movies. So good for him. <laughs> gets to take off the Ghostbusters. Good for him. Two recommends and one not recommend for Champions, uh, and I, it sounds like that fifty-nine percent critic, ninety-five audience. That's you know, it tracks. This, this, this all this tracks. So yeah. Uh, there you go. Champions in the books. And we'll come back to theaters and streaming new stuff when we have chances. August is a good time, too, to catch up on stuff because we just had Barmbenheimer, so hung, hung over from that. And uh, theaters are, I don't know, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I saw that, and that's very good. So if you want to go see that, go check that out, people. We're not going to do it on the show because no one's going to watch that with me. But um, TMN, <laughs> TMN, TMM, very good. Uh, and uh, what else is coming? There's something else I wanted to see that was coming. A couple of horror movies, Jess. We'll keep our eyes out. There's a couple. Oh, of no. There's a lot of them. I see all kinds of ads. There's one out right now that's Australian. That's got like a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes or something. That's It's a Blumhouse one. So, or not a Blumhouse one, a A24 one. So maybe that'll pop up. In the meantime, if you have things to recommend to us, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore pod host. And you can email the show filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. And you might be listening to us on YouTube. I'm not sure. But uh, we have had more YouTube subscribers and listeners lately. More, more than, nice. honestly, some of the downloads. It's, I, I, maybe people are switching over there. It's understandable. I watch things on YouTube all the time. But we have a mm-hmm. YouTube, Films with the Women in My Life. You can just search it. And that is it. Thanks for being on for Champions, guys. Sure thing. Till next time, this is Brendan signing (laughs) off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.